Hello, and the date is July 22nd. It is a Friday for Coach's Corner, end of week number two here. And we got a couple headlines of two big extensions happened and some MLB scores. A lot of the show is going to be um, a new tier format that I laid out for you in the back half of the episode. Uh, but until then, let's have a good Friday. Let's go into the weekend strong and let's do it. that welcome to coach's corner i am your host as always lucas kochevar like i said it is a friday and we are here with some big news especially here in georgia athens georgia uga head coach kirby smart reaches a 10-year extension for 112 and a half million yeah folks kirby smart just got paid and will be here for the long haul pretty pretty easy that he was going to get locked up you know there was no he was not never going to go anywhere he was going to earn himself a lifetime contract as soon as he won the first national championship in 40 years as soon as he did that he locked up this extension he locked up like i said until he's ready to call it quits which can't imagine it'll be anytime soon given the fact he just won his first national title and Kirby Smart finds himself now in a scenario where, like I said, he can live cozy now knowing that he's going to make a boatload of money now for the considerable future. And I find it very interesting that, you know, this news does come out basically during SEC media days. I, I think they, I don't know if they planned it this way, but it sure is very convenient that it does happen this way. But Kirby Smart, like I said, finds himself in front of a camera a lot and he's speaking a lot of good good things about the program where it's heading everything how they're gonna keep on reloading and yeah he like i said finds himself with uh, one of the highest paid coaches in college football deservedly so because i mean like i said he just won a national title and i think these can go south very quickly as ed orgeron has shown many since that lsu team but kirby smart seems like a little bit different of a case <laughs> not as nearly not as wild as ed Ed Orgeron, but Kirby Smart looks to be, like I said, locked into Georgia long term. Never was a doubt. And it's very interesting because Kirby Smart is a very polarizing figure, I think, in Georgia at least. I don't know about the college football landscape because there's a lot more big guys like Jimbo and stuff, but Kirby's a big topic guy here in Georgia be just because of based off of what he's done here. And you think about it, he comes in after Mark Rick, you know, very beloved head coach, but it's run its course and Kirby smart came in and the team was just, you know, very middle of the road sec. They weren't nearly as good as they should be. And, um, they were, you know, kind of struggling to figure out the quarterback situation until, you know, the next year found themselves, um, in the national title game, you know, playing against, Alabama he ends up you know blowing that game and it's kind of you know interesting because after that it seems like they had another like that was the peak of what they were doing they had a bunch of seniors like Chubb and Michelle and everyone left and you had Jake Fromm come back and everyone thought you know maybe it's the next they're going to keep on running it for a couple national titles and then you know they just found themselves on the outside looking in for another couple years until this defense really matured and became a lot of seniors and rising juniors that are going to be seniors this year. And they finally get a national title. And also there was also, I mean, that's all on the defensive side, but the offensive side, you know, the whole Jake from Justin Fields situation, everyone very heavily criticized Kirby for that rightfully. So because obviously Justin Fields went on to have a much better college career than Jake from and was shown to be a much more dynamic player and, Kirby, frankly, I guess, ran Justin out of town by not giving him any sort of opportunity. So that was a big blemish on his resume. And, you know, then he, then think about last year, he gets JT Daniels, and 
Stetson Bennett, you know, kind of the same scenario. The year before that, let's think about the year before that. JT comes in. He's hurt, though. So they have to start Dewan Mathis, who obviously was not the option. And then Stetson comes in, and he kind of just relies on Stetson and never gives JT the chance until the season's basically already over at that point, after they lose to Florida and Alabama. Then last season, you know, he drew a lot of criticism once again because JT was supposed to be the entrenched starter and he gets hurt again early on and Stetson lucks his way into a title, but, you know, he still gets that. And the the criticism about Kirby is, like, very much there about he's not a good coach, just a good recruiter. And, you know, I mean, it's hard to argue with that. The results kind of speak for themselves where it's not always been pretty, but... He did get the job done last year, and so earns himself an extension. And I'm I'm very interested to see how next year goes because simply based off of they're getting Stetson back, getting a lot of the offense back. But you know it's been very noted that the defense was one of the best defense of all time, and they lost a lot of players. And we'll see if he can coach them up. And they also lost the defensive coordinator, so. They lost just about everyone off that defense except like three players, probably three returning players. And it'll be interesting to see what Kirby does. It'll be a big test for, for him and to see how he does. But you know, I'm I'm here for it. I'm will be front center. The schedule is not hard. Out, you know, maybe Oregon at the beginning of the year will pose a little bit of a threat. But I'm not for the overall season. I don't. They should be once again the playoff contender, if not you know, national title contender. So we'll be interested to see how it goes. And the extension talk doesn't stop as Kyler Murray finds himself getting extension. I talked about Kyler Murray yesterday with the QB tiers. And surely enough, the next day he finds himself with a five-year extension, 230, 160 guaranteed, giant contract. And he's locked in with Arizona now for the considerable future, which is very interesting considering how Arizona could be next year. And I say that because the thing is, I don't have I have no issues with the contract. I think it's a very reasonable contract for the player of his production, his ability both running the ball and passing the ball. I think he's proven himself as a Pro Bowler level. You know, at least every year he can be a Pro Bowler and. Don't know if he can win you a playoff game yet because he didn't last year, but once again, I don't know if he can put that on him because you look at the Cardinals as a whole, and I, as a team for the future, I don't know how you feel about their defense. Like, I don't know if you can feel good about their defense going forward, so then you have to rely on the offense scoring a bunch of points, and without DeAndre Hopkins, you don't have a ton of options, you know, that are tried and true like DeAndre Hopkins, so... And the offensive line, he'll be running for his life once again. I mean, it's one of those I definitely do not blame him. Go get the money. I think you need you probably should go get that and you know, secure that and figure out the rest later. But I do think it's a very interesting scenario now that he's locked in there, like whether the Cardinals can, you know, become a consistent playoff contender. Or if they're just going to be a middle-of-the-road team and eventually drive him out of town. But, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's many more scenarios he can go to that would give him, you know, as good of, like, an, a chance to win right now as Arizona. I mean, teams have floated out, like Detroit. There's Atlanta, obviously, who would upgrade very quickly if they could get him. But, I mean, those teams aren't as good as Arizona. So, I'm interested to see if Arizona can stay like a playoff team and kind of keep this little steady rise. But I'm not totally convinced because, you know, the Cardinals are not like a historically dependable franchise when it comes to winning games. They just they just aren't outside of, you know, the Kurt Warner year when they went to the Super Bowl and a couple like a season with Carson Palmer that revitalized his career. And then last year, they just fell off a cliff. You know, I mean, I, I'm very intrigued to see how he does. But I do think he's very deserving. I mean, I find it interesting that Kyler Murray got 160 guaranteed. And 
someone that has a lot of history with um, the court and could be suspended. He got 230, all his contract guaranteed. Find that interesting, but I digress. I Like I said, I think Kyler has potential to be a top five quarterback in the league. I really do. I really believe that because I think he throws a really good deep ball. Um, I, I think he has like the way people view Russell Wilson as a, like a top three quarterback sometimes in the NFL. I, I can see Kyler Murray being that in like three years, you know, five years. I think the sky's the limit for him. And if they can get like a good, consistent coaching staff and team around him, I think they do have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Which, I mean, that's a big if. That's a lot of moving pieces, but still, nonetheless. And those are really the two big headlines. Not a big, you know, news packed Thursday to report on. Outside of those two things, and we do have baseball back, so I'll get into scores here in a second. But, um, you know, I'll explain also the tier list we're doing. I have a, you know, a fun tier for us here, and I'm looking forward for everyone to discuss and really get up in arms. I've sent it to my friend group. Had a lot of a lot of different opinions. Had people send their own, which I that's when you know it's a really good tier. So looking forward to that. And like I said, two big extensions, and that's about it. So MLB is coming back. And to preview the scores, we do have a couple. We I think we only have one doubleheader, actually, now that I think about it. No, we have two doubleheaders. Okay, I thought so. Um, but the game currently going on right now. Both games are in the sixth inning. The Yankees and Astros. The Astros are up seven to two, and the Astros ended up winning earlier in the day, three to two, off of a, you know, I think Jordan Alvarez hits a big home run in one of these games. But the Astros looking to win this doubleheader, gain some ground on the Yankees. That I told you, the Astros might be the team to come steal that number one seed from the Yankees. Wouldn't shock me. But they're trying to pick up two games here on the Yanks. Um, the other game, we got the Tigers and Athletics, a real um, barn burner there. Um, the Tigers end up winning the first matchup 7-2. to two, And currently tied 0-0 zero to zero in the sixth inning as well right now. And a game that hasn't happened yet but look forward to is a you know rivalry that's very well known. The Giants at the Dodgers. Looks to be a good one. We'll see how that series plays out over the weekend. And the last game that we have final result for is Rangers and Marlins. Eight to nothing. The Rangers beat the fish. And that is now 34 straight innings from the Marlins not getting any runs. Yeah. They are um, kind of a massive drought right now. I think a lot of players are really frustrated. Wouldn't shock me if the Marlins are once again a big seller at the deadline, which... Seems to be happening every year now, but like I said, they're not super good. So, yeah, until then, you know, like I said, we'll get into the tier here and we will see you on the other side. Okay, and so now we have a fun Friday bracket. Maybe this will be a regular occurrence, you know, or not bracket, but tier. And, you know, I've been doing the tiers for my episodes because I find them to be fun. They fill up a good amount of time for when we don't have any headlines, which has been a lot. But for Fridays, you know, instead of doing a sports-themed one, and, you know, like I said, maybe we'll dive into this on different days, but I want to do, like, fun Friday. I want to make sure that on Friday we don't do a sports one. We do completely different from you know, anything that we typically do. So for that reason, I do have a new tier list for you on this Friday. We got three tiers this week. How about that? And this first fun Friday tier, I thought fast food places would be a really solid, um, really solid list to kind of, you know, show you which places that I frequent because I mean, it's pretty obvious you know, as, as much as I can, I will go to these certain places. And I mean, fast food is a very big hot topic issue in America regarding certain people's opinions, but nonetheless, you know how it goes. S A B C D N L. And for S tier, I think it's 
pretty clear my number one favorite fast food place it needs to be more spread out more marketed towards you know across the south not just the carolinas and that's bojangles bojangles chicken i i don't the chicken itself might not be the best chicken in the world like it's not probably better than another restaurant i have coming up here but it does have the seasoning in it that makes it have a little extra kick, a little bit of spice into it. It really, you know, makes it good. The seasoning I find is really good. And the thing is about Bojangles is why I have it so high. They have the absolute best French fries and seasoning in the world. I, I always get a large fry whenever I drive by a Bojangles because it's that good. The sweet tea is delicious. But those fries, man, oh my gosh, thinking about it now makes me want to get up and drive over to a Bojangles because, like I said, they're mainly in the Carolinas because that's where they started, and they haven't they haven't branched that far like into the south, like how Zaxby's is, obviously, or obviously Chick-fil-A, but Bojangles needs to get its get its you know reach on the south way more than it does now. It's a little bit like one for every 30 mile like 30, 40 miles. But man, Bojangles, top tier chicken. I thoroughly enjoy it. Elite. Elite of the elite. Next I have is Cookout. Now Cookout doesn't have, I would say, 10 out of 10. Like they don't specialize in anything except milkshakes. And they're like, you know, specialty. They don't have a specialty. It's just they have everything. They have absolutely everything. And it's all very cheap. Cookout, perhaps, outside of Waffle House, which is also an S-tier, might be the best late-night food you can find for a good, affordable price. Because Cookout, the burgers are delicious. They like really taste like they were grilled. They're not like you know McDonald's burgers, where it's kind of like you can tell it's not, it's not the same. It just has a little bit of different flavor to it. They have pork, which is delicious. I've had recently the che- chicken quesadillas absolutely delicious you can get two of them as a main thing you know i mean they have everything the chicken tenders are delicious too like i said they don't specialize in anything but they have so many options so many combinations they have a number of different sizes they have i mean you can do another chicken quesadilla for a side cheddar bites hush puppies fries you name it and i mean they have so many things and like i said the milkshakes it's 40 plus milkshakes now, I only get two. I get the orange push-up, which is just orange, vanilla kind of thing, and cookies and cream. Those are the only two that I would get, but still, it's just absolutely dynamic for a cheap price and a good combo. There's not many places that offer that good of, like, that many choices that are that good for that price. It's, it's a top-tier, top-tier place. Next, I have Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A perhaps could be listed as the greatest fast food place of all time. Simply based off the fact of their service and their chicken and their fries and their tea. All are fantastic. Obviously, I don't dive into some of the other stuff that they have, like the salads or soups or anything like that. But their waffle fries are always really good. Except when I don't like the the like weird potato skin waffle fries. Those those stink. Those are not good to me. I don't <laughs> people that like those I'm not very trusting of. But I mean outside of that, the waffle fries themselves, when they are waffles, they're delicious. Um, the sandwich is always really good. Like I said, the service really makes it us like separates us from other fast food places because most places just kind of hire schmucks that don't really want to be there, but they're making a quick buck chick-fil-a people actually do put a smile on their face when they're working at least and i respect that as someone that knows several workers i totally respect them because i cannot do it i'd be in the worst mood all the time (laughs) because god they're just always busy and their nuggets are really good i they have a good like crust where it's not like heavy to bite through but it's very like thin with a crunch and their chicken minis are out of this world. Chicken minis are probably the second favorite breakfast food from a fast food place to the chicken McGriddle. But 
an absolute great place. Waffle House, I have an S tier as well. And Waffle House, I don't frequently go there because, like I said, it's not like a true fast food place. It's fast casual, which you go in, sit down, and they're pretty quick about their business. But the thing about Waffle House is the reason why it's so good is because it's not perfect, and they know that. And it's like, like you go in there, and you're expecting a lot of chaos, kind of. You're not going in there for a five-star dining experience with a waiter that's going to be spiffy on the spot. You kind of understand it's going to be a little bit of rough around the edges, but at that time, because they're open 24-7, you're like, if you're there at like a 2 a.m. or a 1 a.m. Waffle House run, you're not there because you're expecting, like I said, the absolute best. It's just... There's something about it. It's a charm that you get with a hole-in-the-wall wing place, for example. You go in there, and, I mean, you just know that the food will be delicious. And you might see a fight, but, like, it's not like you're going to be the one like, Oh, oh, snap, no, bring up the fight. Like, you're going to be like, oh, it's, it's, it's just an environment thing. It's something about it. It's, it's imperfections make it perfect. But outside of that, the food is, I think, delicious. They have a really underrated chicken and um, burger or yeah, steak or whatever. Like They have other foods that, like, like I said, they're not top-notch, but they're underrated, I think, from you wouldn't expect them to be as good as they are for Waffle House. But the breakfast combos, like any of the breakfast stuff, is absolutely delicious. The waffles, it's Waffle House, for crying out loud. It's The waffles are, you know, as good as they can be. And so there's also the hash brown bowls. The hash brown bowls are absolutely delicious. You can my favorite is the chicken one where it's like chicken cheese and hash browns. You can eat that really quick and it's just a good filling meal. It's it's just a very good place. And like I said, I need to go there more, but yeah. Top tier. And to finish out S tier, I have Zaxby's. And I have another place down here a little bit lower that will cause some controversy, but I think Zaxby's is S tier. And it's just maybe it's the nostalgia of me always going to Zaxby's growing up because, you know, all my friends love it. So uh, typically we would go to Zaxby's and hang out there in the corner booth for at least an hour, if not more. I mean, we were just regular, you know, frequent flyers to the Zaxby's there in old coming Georgia. And I don't know. There's something about that, those times that were just always fun. And I do genuinely think the food is delicious. You can get the wing, you can get wings that are pretty solid, uh, a bunch of different flavors. Zach sauce is delicious. I think the chicken is really good. It's a little bit smaller than these other, some of these other places, but you can still get like a good amount of them for a, a price that'd be about the same as others. The fries are the only thing that are really hit or miss, but when they're on, like with the seasoning and everything, I mean, it's one of the top tier fries, but they do kind of are inconsistent with how they prepare those. And the next one is A tier. Now, I think S tier was pretty like, like I would go to those places at least twice a week if I could. Um, I don't, but... If I could, I would. So S tier is pretty, you know, pretty much on its own. But A tier is foods that I would get typically, like I would get typically, you know, once a week. Where S is like I could eat every day or I'd normally go there twice a week. A tier would be like I could eat this once a week if I really wanted to. And I, I typically do for some of these places. So A tier. I have Chipotle, and Chipotle, it's one of those, like, you can fool yourself into thinking it's healthy, because it is somewhat healthy, but still, it's not like, you know, it's still really good food, and I think, like, the white rice, like, the, they got, like, a lime cilantro white rice, it's really good, and I do like how, like, the, the bowl and the burrito, I get those, and I have the same exact order for both of them. With white or brown rice, queso, extra cheese, and chicken. I always do that. It's money every time. And I 
I just really enjoyed Chipotle. I have no issues, no bad things to say about it. It's like I could do without a lot of it, like the toppings and stuff, because naturally I just don't like those things. But for what it is, absolutely delicious. And similar on that path is Moe's. I have Moe's in A tier as well. I think Moe's is a little bit, like I said, it's just, it's not as healthy as Chipotle, but it has the same concept. And they have a food called the Stack. They shut down our Moe's here, so I'm devastated. But the Stack was absolutely incredible. It's a soft tortilla with like two crunchy tortillas in it. With, while also having all the food that you want, like the rice and queso and cheese, that, chicken that I always get, and Chipotle Ranch. All of that, it always is just always there for a good time. And so I'm, like I said, and it comes with free chips. You don't have to buy the chips separate. At Chipotle, you have to buy them separate. Most comes with the chips. Now you have to order the queso if you want it, but the fact that they give you the chips which are good on their own, I think that bumps it up like an extra notch where it might be in B, but A tier, it's like cemented in there because of those chips. It's just very elite. And I also have McDonald's in A tier and McDonald's is one of those, you know, it's not good for you. You know, you're eating like you're eating a billion calories that are just going to make you die quicker, but it is quick. It's cheap. It's good. It's a staple. It's an American fast food staple, whether you like it or not. Like it's never leaving, never going away. And like I said, the McGriddle is my favorite breakfast fast food item probably ever. It's it's oh, out of this world. I love it. I've kind of lessened on the other stuff so much, but I still I do enjoy the nuggets are really good. Quarter pan quarter pounder is a good burger. And the other burgers are like the the cheap ones, like the smaller ones are good too. But you know, I the fries for me the fries vary very much cuz sometimes they're just overly salty. Like they will put you in a grave salty, but you know, I do think they are good. Next, I have Panda Express. Now, we have a Panda Express on campus at Georgia. And I make sure to make sure like one of these days I always go there for lunch cuz I have to. The orange chicken is out of this world. Orange chicken might be one of the best fast food items ever. Like, it's just that good. They have a teriyaki chicken that's really delicious. Kind of, you know, there sometimes, there it's not. Beef and broccoli is really good. They got some other chicken dishes that are, like, sweet that are really good. Like, so you could get a lot of food. They give you plenty of rice as a side. You can get two entrees. I mean, it's just for, you know, quick, casual Fast Chinese food, I think it's really delicious. I think it's a good... I'm really glad we have one on campus. Next, I have Steak and Shake. Now, Steak and Shake is one of those services very hit or miss. You never know if you're getting a good or bad experience. It's You're rolling the dice. But when you get in there, the food is really good. I think the Frisco Melt is a top-tier burger you know, food that you can get from a fast, casual place. The fries are a little bit skinny, like too skinny, but they're really good still, I think. Like, I would, I gobble them up. Steak and Shake, I think, is just a good burger place. I, I mean, the shakes are pretty good, too. I don't think they're cookout good, but they're still good, too. Next, I have Papa John's. And I think Papa John's is one of the best pizza places that you can get when it comes to, like, chain pizza. Them and Pizza Hut are kind of kind of lockstep for my favorite pizza places you can order. And I think Papa John's sauce is like a very good sweet sauce, and they don't do too much with the crust. You can get custom. I just think you you're very it's a very dependable pizza place. Um, next, I have Whataburger. Now, Whataburger I've had three times in my life, and it's all been in Florida. Like whether it's like on a trip there or like on the way back from Florida or something. But Whataburger, if what they're making a Whataburger here, the wait's going to be outrageous and never worth it. But the food is still really, really good. They, they have, they're one of those, they kind of, not like cookout, but like in a sense where they have a bunch of items that are all like equally, I think, as good. Like it's not just chicken with a burger that's all right. It's chicken and burger sandwich. Like they're all good. And so Whataburger, I think, is a very, like, they need to, you know, go out more. I think they're all over the place in Texas, but. Whataburger is a delicious place. Like I said, would love to have one that's like 
normal and won't have an hour wait, but fortunately, every new one will probably have that. Then I have Wendy's, and Wendy's is one of those, the service is hit or miss, but when it's on, I think it's up there with the top burger places. Like, I think their burger is better than McDonald's. I will say that. I think it's a comfortable take. I think the fries are pretty good. Um, the chicken sandwich is really underrated. I think it's one of the better chicken sandwiches. Like, people don't really talk about them. And, you know, I <laughs> you used to be able to order a baked potato, which is absolute chaos. And all it's like, you know, saying, I'm going to order a baked potato from a fast food place. But regardless, I think it's still a really good place. Okay, and now heading on to B tier. And B tier here is very like, I could have it once every two weeks, but I still really like it. Like I'm not like, I I wouldn't go out of my way to get these places, but if someone suggested, I'll, I'll eat it there. Like very gladly. Like I'm not very, not against these. I'm pro all these restaurants. I would recommend either like all of these. That starts off with Cane's. Now Cane's was the restaurant I was alluding to earlier with the dispute between Cane's and Zaxby's, because, you know, to a little bit dive into history, Cane's, Zaxby's, and there's Guthrie's. They're all the exact same restaurant. Now, they vary in very little parts, but from their cores, they're all from the same, I think, people. And, you know, that Cane's is the one that's, like, really rare, at least in Georgia, and they have one here at UGA, and the line will go out to the street almost every day at some point during the day not it's not consistently out this line like out of the street but at some point during the day it will be so and i don't think it is that good i, I like i said it's delicious i would eat it every day i don't think it's sitting in the line for 40 minutes good but it's good chicken it's a tad bit expensive for me the toast is they have the best toast out of like if you had to pick this is the rubber match it's like chicken wise I'd pit Zaxby's because the crust is always falling off on Cane's. It's good, but it's, I mean, you're, the crust is always falling off for the Cane's tenders. The fries, I'm taking Zaxby's just because Cane's fries kind of have steak and shake syndrome where they're crinkle cut, but they're really small. But they're still good, but Zaxby's fries, I think, are better. The toast, Cane's wins, and I think they win in the tea category too. I think Cane's sweet tea is really, really good. But they're also very limiting in their choices, right? Listed Zaxby's has wings, at least. They have a sandwich. And Cane's always, they operate with just chicken tenders, fries, toast, and coleslaw. And I mean, that's there's no issue in specializing. I think it's a good thing. I mean, I think it makes them unique in the fact that you are not, you know, you're not forcing your employees to do way too much. But, you know, it does limit you where Zaxby's has wings, um, sandwiches, they have they even have salads. But Kane's sandwich is just three chicken tenders on a bun. You know, it's it's not a real chicken sandwich, but like I said, it's no issue. It's just there are points for Zaxby's that like they win in between the numbers. Like they win in the cracks compared to Kane's. But like I said, it's still good. Next, I have Arby's. We have the meats. I had to say it. I had to say it. It's just it's it's just too funny. Arby's is, a, I think, a really good overall place. The curly fries are pretty iconic. Like, you know curly fries, you think of Arby's. They have a good orange frosty shake that they kind of do limited. They used to have a chicken cordon bleu sandwich that was my absolute go-to. It's not there anymore, unfortunately. But, however, they do have the beef and cheddar, which I find delicious. The cheese on it just kind of melts perfectly with the meat. Um, chicken sandwich is good. Like I said, they have mozzarella sticks, which is like very underrated. Like, okay. But Arby, Arby's is a good overall choice. I think people people put Arby's in hell, and that's just like, you don't understand the meats, man. You just don't love meat. <laughs> no homo. No, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. Uh, now they have Dairy Queen. Um, Dairy Queen is... You know, mainly known for their ice cream, and their ice cream is top tier. But I think their food is also underrated. It's one of those like you're not going to Dairy Queen because you think the food is top notch, but you do know that it is solid. It gets dependable, while also having really good ice cream. Now, I don't go there often because 
It's not like it's not a frequent place, but by no means would I be like mad if we went to Dairy Queen on a road trip or something. I think they have underrated chicken tenders. The fries are kind of mid, but I mean, I I have no issues with Dairy Queen. Like I said, their ice cream is top notch, so it's a good place. Next is Popeyes. Now Popeyes people would have very high because of that chicken sandwich craze they had. I like the chicken sandwich, but I mean, I think when you order a five piece chicken from there, they give you like a bunch of chicken, like a bunch of like small chicken. Like they understand it's like, man, our chicken tenders is small. Let's throw some extras in there. So they do that. It's, it's like the fries are kind of mid. The mac and cheese is delicious. Um, but the, I mean, the Popeye sandwich is delicious. I don't think it's better than Chick-fil-A. Like, I don't think it's that good. It's very crusty. Like it has a lot of crust on it, but it's still good, and I do have Popeyes. Like I do like the, going there as a chicken place, so I have them in B tier. Sonic. Now, Sonic is the most volatile place when it comes to their service. My God, you never have any clue if you're going to be waiting forty minutes for a burger and fries, or if you're going to be waiting like five minutes and have the best burger with a nice shake. Or you, you never know with Sonic. Sonic is a wild card dice roll place. However, I think Sonic is a really, I think Sonic has really solid food. I think their fries are better than a couple places I've listed in this tier. I think their burgers are big. Like some places don't do big burgers. Like they'll just have like, Wendy's doesn't do a big burger, but they do a really good one. I think Sonic does a bigger burger that is good as well. Not as good, but it's still like, like I said, it gives you a little bit more than some of these other places like McDonald's and Wendy's would. And I think they also have a good, their drinks are, you know, their t- drinks would make them like an A tier sometimes, but I can't get past the service. The service is, it's like steak and shake, but worse when it comes to service wise. It's just, God, it's so, in, you never know. You never know if you're going to get the right food. It's just a nightmare. Taco Bell. Now, Taco Bell, I used to have an S tier in high school very easily. And then COVID happened. And then Taco Bell used that as an excuse to just discontinue a number of items, including the Quesarito. The Quesarito was the greatest food. Now, you can still get it on the mobile app, but it's not the same. They don't do, they don't put as much care and love into it. And so, and Taco Bell, is, I think the prices have steadily gone up, which is weird for a place that should be cheap. Taco Bell should not be $4, $5 for a quesadilla. It should not be. When I can go to cookout and get, you know, not as big, but like still the same quality quesadilla, I think. It's just a weird drop down in how they've done their business, I think. It's a shame, but like I said, I still go there. And, I mean, they do still put up good foods with the cheesy gordita crunch. The nacho fries were mid. Nacho fries sucked. I don't know why that's, like, a thing. But still, the chicken quesadilla is good. Cheesy gordita crunch. The Doritos Locos taco is good. It's just too pricey for me. Just weird to say about a fast food taco place. Next, I have Pizza Hut. I think Pizza Hut... Where Papa John's does sauce very well, I think Pizza Hut does cheese very well. Because some places don't put as much cheese, like or as good of quality cheese, I think. I think Pizza Hut nails the cheese. Sauce is solid. The crust itself is pretty good. I have no issues with Pizza Hut. But I think, you know, Pizza Hut, I think they also have good dessert foods too. Like I said, I think they're just a very good, like, be reliable pizza. Just not as good, I think, overall. They have, they're just, they're just good. Where I think Papa John's is really good, I think they're just good. So, that's where I have them. Last but not least, Wingstop. Now, Wingstop has more of the best fries probably out of this entire tier. The seasoning and fries themselves are really good, really strong. Uh, and their wings are good. I think they have good flavors and good wings. Is sometimes they're just not consistently big. Like some places have wings that, like, if they're gonna do big wings, then they'll do lower quantities. Where Wingstop does a lot of wings, and so therefore the, the size of them go down, which is understandable because cost and everything. But 
I have to take points off. The wings are not consistently big enough for my liking. But the fries, very top notch. And so that's B tier. I like I said, I like all those places and I comfortably go there on my own anytime. Now C tier. C tier is my tier of just average foods that I can, you know, be happy with. And so one one of these places I have an actual gripe with, and that's why they're in this tier, but it has good food, but still. Good foods that I would eat, it's just not a frequent flyer in my rotation. Firehouse Subs. Now, Firehouse Subs, I think, might be one of the better sub places, like sub brands, like probably, you know, in the country. I think they put a good, good amount of care into their sandwiches, good bread, Meatball subs good. They do have good chicken. You know, I, it's a really solid place. Um, but it's hard for me to rank sub places high also because they don't serve chips like or fries or anything. Like, they just do the chips. Which, like I said, I get it. You have cost, whatever. I still would like to have fries with a meatball sub. That's one of the top tier sandwiches you can ever have. But, like I said, still good. Like I said, not going there frequently, but I would go there. You know, if, if I really wanted to, I would go seek it out. And I ha- I know where one is here, so I could do that. And I, I'm kind of talking myself into it. But I still have it in C tier. I think it's good, just average. And I'll, I'll say the other two sub places. I have Jimmy John's here and Subway. I think Jimmy John's, I do like their sandwiches. But it's kind of like too blah for me. They don't have like good... I don't think they do hot sandwiches very well. Like I don't think they have... Like, I, th- I have Subway as well, and I think Subway and Firehouse both do at least hot sandwiches. Like, the with chicken, like actual chicken or whatever, and like like I said, meatball. I think they do those better than Jimmy John's, but Jimmy John's is still good sandwiches. And Subway, Subway's cookie, growing up, I I loved going to Sub- Subway. <laughs> My entire family hated Subway. Like, they just... We're not Subway fans, but I always loved it because, I mean, it was always a good place to go to on the way back from, like, football practice or something. And you could just get a good foot-long sandwich with a cookie and a cherry Fanta. That would be my absolute go-to with the oven-roasted chicken and white American. I, I loved Subway. But as the years have gone on, I realized that, you know, young kids just enjoy things for some reasons that I can't support, and that's... That's kind of me to my former self, but I do still like Subway. I do don't I don't like hate it. I don't shun it, but definitely not as frequent flyer as I was when I was younger. Then I have Jack in the Box, which is I've only had Jack in the Box once or twice, but it's nothing significant to me. Like it's nothing like like it's it's as rare as Whataburger for me. Like in my I've gone there, and it's just not nearly as good. It's fine, but it's not nearly as good for a place that I like if I go out of town and I see Jack in the box, I'm not like, Ooh, we have to go. Like we are for Whataburger. I think Whataburger is just much better. Then I have church's chicken, which is like a slowly kind of phasing out chicken place. Um, uh, but I've been to church's chicken a couple times. I think they're like, they're good chicken. It's not, it's not like, not crazy, but it's not bad. You know, you're not getting, you're not getting little chickens or anything. Like it's just, like I said, I think it's C tier. It's very average. And then I have Culver's, which Culver's Colts are weird because like they claim custard, but it's just it's just soupy ice cream. My friends had that take forever. It's a, it's a great take. I totally agree. It's fine. It's just I don't think the fries are very seasoned. Like they don't have good seasoning for their fries. It's just regular old salt. The burgers are good. Um, the white cheddar bites are good. It's just I think if you want the most average fast food place in America, I think Culver's is that place. Like you're you're very indifferent on Culver's. I don't seek out Culver's ever. I never suggest Culver's over McDonald's, Wendy's. Like I just don't. But you're not getting bad food. And then I have Five Guys. And now Five Guys, people would claim is like S tier, A tier, like food wise. And I don't doubt that. Their fries are very good. The burger is really good. It's it's pretty solid. 
but God, my God, you pay 20 bucks for a burger and fries. <laughs> I don't, that's not fast food. You're just paying, you, I might as well go sit down and get, you know, service and, you know, get, sit down, have multiple refills instead of ordering five guys, which will cost me, a, you know, my entire paycheck if I go there two times a week. It's just, it's just a price I cannot pay. <laughs> Simply put, I cannot do it. It's just, ah, man, oh man, it's just, it's just, maybe I'd move it to B tier. I could be talked into it, but price wise, it's just one of those. I can't frequently go there. And I think that is a knock on it. I mean, it just is. So that is C tier. C tier isn't, listen, no issue, but all very average foods. Now D tier, D tier is tough because because this place I used to go and they were, they would be in a tier, maybe S tier as a young kid, Burger King, Burger King, the chicken fries, they were back, but the chicken fries of old used to be my, one of my favorite foods. I thought their fries were the best in fast food for a time there. And their chicken nuggets were good. I think their burgers are good. The chicken sandwich, they brought back the old one, which like I said, I'm seeing I'm saying they brought back because they they left it. There was a time, there was an era where Burger King decided to just go off the deep end and change everything about them like themselves like their fries, the chicken, everything about them they changed to like try and compete with McDonald's, which like I said, it's their main competitor so I understand but they had like a uniqueness to them where they were different from McDonald's and it was really good. But then they fell into the trap of competition, lessened all of their products. The the prices went super down because the quality went really down. It was really a sad time. And Burger King, I don't think it's recovered from it. It's not awful. And that's why I don't have it in the bottom tier. But I can't justify putting it along the same lines as even five guys. Can't do it. Domino's. Domino's was also a, a staple kind of growing up a little bit, but then they changed their crust to this garlicky herb crust, and it was just, I said herb, herb crust, and I just wasn't feeling it. I'm not feeling it now. I'm not feeling it then. I I like some of what they do outside of the pizza, like with um, Twist, the cheesy bread, like any, any of that stuff I enjoy, but the pizza itself, I'm not a huge fan of. It's all right, but not meh. IHOP, this is simply like I'm not a pancake guy, so I can't. Like I just don't, I just don't mess with pancakes like that. Like they they tried to do a marketing thing where they made it the House of Burgers, and obviously that was a desperate attempt, and, and it worked. I mean, people talked about it, but still, not a big IHOP guy because, I, like I said, not a big fan of pancakes. If I had to like. F. Mary Kill, waffles, French toast, and pancakes. Pancakes is easily getting killed. I'd probably marry waffles and have fun with French toast. And so, yeah, I hope, yeah, get out of here. Carl's Jr., it's like just worse Culver's, except they don't also have custard. Like, they're just not awesome. They try and do some gimmicky stuff, which is just... It's about as average, it's about as mediocre to average as you can get. Average on a good day, mediocre most days. Jersey Mike's, I think it's just worse Jimmy John's, like comfortably worse Jimmy John's. Just not a fan. Schlotzky's is like a bunch of weird sandwiches. I don't really mess with it that much. I haven't been there a lot. They do have Cinnabon, which is pretty good, but... Not a overly excited Schlotzky's guys. And I have one like really close next to my Kroger. So I have the opportunity and I decidedly choose not to go there. Then White Castle, which you could also be like Crystal. Um, You know, looking at this now, I'm going to put White Castle in C. Because I have been to like, I'll call it Crystals for me. Like area-wise. Area-wise, it's Crystals. White Castle's the north. But I mean, I like the burgers. I, th- I think they're solid little sliders. Um. Their chicken's all right. The fries all right. Like, no issues with it. I have it. I'm moving that up to C. 
on upon second look. Now, hell tier. This is just despicable food. Little Caesars. Little Caesars has nasty sauce. It's not good. It's it's hot and ready five dollar pizza. That's it. The only appeal is that it's hot and ready for five dollars. I if I have the options of all the other ones, I'd rather just have those. I'm not doing Little Caesars on free will. They'll give us Little Caesars at work because it's right next to us. But even then, the service is bad. They've not been good to us. It's just a place I'm just not doing. I'm not willingly doing Little Caesars. I think the bread is good, but that's it. KFC. Now, there's an era in KFC where they had... They're doing... I mean, there's a bunch of eras in KFC where they're just... They're like funneling out chickens that are just shaped like donuts and actually inside there is a donut. Shocker, but... There was chicken waffles they had there for a little bit that was absolutely delicious, but that was a limited time thing. Overall, they don't have good sides. Potato wedges, pretty mid to me. Not a big wedges guy at all. And I think the chicken's just all right. It's not not great. It's just it's very nice. It's just like, nah. And Long John Silvers. Captain D's would be in B tier for me. Captain D's is just upper tiers Long John Silvers. I, Long John Silvers is just, I think, they got worse as I grew up. Like, it's just one of those, like, if you can go to Captain D's, you're going there over Long John Silvers comfortably any day. Like, it's just, it was like, it was good for a certain period where they had good chicken or whatever, and the Hush Puppies were delicious, but as, like, time went on, they kind of just worsened in quality, and I'm just not a fan. And lastly, this is very hot. It's a very hot take, but Panera. The only thing I can find that I would enjoy at Panera is a grilled cheese and some, like, two soups. The rest of Panera, I can't, I don't care for at all. I have no interest in anything at Panera ever. I don't, like, if I'm going to get a sandwich, I'm going to get a sandwich at basically every other single place on this list. Except Panera. Like, Panera's sandwiches just aren't that good. I, if I'm going to do a grilled cheese, I'm going to just make it. Like, I, if I want to do a soup, I'm just going to go to, like, a grocery store and buy a soup that they have in the deli. And the drinks are all right. The drinks are the only thing I think they have going for them. Outside of that, I'm not doing it. I'm just, just flat out not doing it. So that is the fast food tier. That is the fun Friday tier. That is a long tier list, but I felt like it had to be done. It was a tier list that I really wanted to do. Because I want to get my fast food takes out there into the world. I might get yelled at for them. I really might. But, I mean, sometimes you have to put a brave face on and do these takes, and I did. So that will wrap it up for today's Coach's Corner. Have a great Friday, great weekend. You know, head off. Hopefully we get some good news to come back into Monday. Until next time, no, oh, make sure to share, subscribe, do all that fun stuff. And until next time, goodbye.